Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of EO Fire and welcome to Master Leadership. Great leaders ask great questions and this podcast takes you on a journey to master leadership with questions that matter to leaders who matter with your host, Lily Sinabria. Hi, this is Lily, and welcome to Master Leadership, where we connect with leaders worldwide to gain insights on important topics to help us on our journey towards greater significance. If you would like to participate as a guest, or if you have a question that you would like to ask a guest, go to masterleadership.org for more information. With us today is Tim Cosby. President, CEO of Real Retention, a training and consulting firm that works with leaders to help them retain their best talent and improve organizational culture. Tim's proven system, the Conversational Management Framework, helps transform management practices and organizational culture to achieve an engaged, productive workforce, boost profitability, and enjoy real retention. Our interview will begin right after messages from our sponsors. Have you been wanting to launch your podcast and just haven't found the right resources? I launched Master Leadership Podcast in 2016, and it now ranks in top 1% globally. I've gathered all I've learned and created Master Your Podcast in a Weekend course on Master Your Swag app so that you have everything you need to share your voice with the world, minus those excuses. So download Master Your Swag app on Google or Apple platforms to access the Master Your Podcast course and launch your podcast this weekend. Welcome, Tim Cosby. How are you? I'm good, Lily. Good to see you today. Well, we're excited to have you. Are you ready to pour into our listeners? Yeah, I think I am. All right. So Tim, tell us a bit about your path to leadership and what you're doing now. Well, I started out in uh, local church ministry many, many years ago as a youth pastor, a worship and arts pastor. We moved to Grand Rapids, Michigan, where we currently live, to go to seminary. I went to Grand Rapids Theological Seminary. I was invited to be chaplain at Cornerstone University in Grand Rapids and was there for about 10 years and then uh, went from there to serve on a pastoral team of a church uh, just north of the city. Spent about 16 years there and got my professional coaching certification in about 2009-2010. So we've been training people to coach, and God has just kind of taken us into the marketplace. So Mm -hmm. we're equipping leaders, managers to coach. We're going into colleges and universities. We're going into churches and teaching pastors to coach. That's kind of my journey. So the words that come out as you were talking were serving and equipping, which are two components that are really important in how well we lead. I know that you're the CEO of Real Retention. So tell us about that. Yeah, well, we started Real Retention in 2016, and it was kind of our way of taking the coaching approach into corporate America. And we said companies are struggling to keep their best people 
to retain people. And we believe that if managers and leaders learn how to use a coaching approach and ask questions and listen to bring the best out of people, that they'll retain more people. So we started Real Retention in 2016, and we just said, we want to help you keep your best people. So that's kind of where we started in 2016. And then it's just kind of grown from there. I'm not surprised because it's really important work. It costs a lot to lose people. Well, we actually developed a cost of turnover and lost productivity assessment that we use with companies when we're first starting an engagement with them. And, you know, I guess depending on the industry and the level of the person, turnover from one person can cost as much as one third of their salary, up to three times of their wages, depending on what level they're at. So we put this assessment together because we felt like when people leave a company, now you have the cost of lost productivity because that person is gone. And that's the biggest cost in losing people is losing that lost productivity. So it's a huge thing for companies and companies are still dealing with that. I mean, we're in the middle of the great resignation, they call it, and employees are in the place of power and it's difficult to keep people, you know, since uh, maybe 2000. 18, 19, I feel like what's happened, especially in corporate America, it's kind of where we spend most of our time, is that the employee is now in the place of power. So they have a lot of options. And right now they're choosing the option to leave. (laughs) It's really, really difficult. In fact, just last night, I was talking to a friend of mine that works at a global corporation that's here in Grand Rapids, and they've lost a thousand people over the last year and a half. It's hard to replace that many people. And Tim, I feel like as an employee, if my passion's ignited in what I do and I feel valued, chances are that I'll stay. Yeah, I believe so. People want to be heard. They want to be valued. They want to feel like they belong. They want to feel like they have a voice. And according to Gallup, managers represent 70% of the engagement or disengagement of their employees. So we just said, well, let's go into companies and let's focus on the person that makes the biggest difference in what you just said there about helping the employee to feel like they belong. Right. And equipping them is the way to go. Now, you know, we want more information. Where can we go to find out more about real retention? Well, you can go to realretention.com or you can go to culture-impact.com. And we're kind of in the midst of rebranding. When we first set up this interview with you almost a year ago, we had not started Culture Impact, but we're kind of putting all of our programs and products under one brand and it's going to be Culture Impact. But people can go to realretention.com and find out a lot about us. And so I can't help but notice the sign behind you. It says the adventure begins, which tells me a little bit about your personality. Well, there's a story that goes with that. I've been a pastor for most of my career, pastor and chaplain. And, you know, about 12 years ago now, I sensed that God was challenging me to step into something new. And I wasn't quite sure what it was, but later discovered that it was coaching and I love to help people grow and develop. And so that just kind of seemed like a natural track. So I started a professional coaching company called Terra Nova, which means new territory. 
And here's kind of what happened when I started. I was 55 at the time. I thought I was just going to retire at this church that I was at. I loved it. They loved me. I didn't want to leave, but I really felt a challenge from God. So when I stepped into this new territory, this Terra Nova, it was pretty frightening. I was 55 at the time and it's like, wow, I've I've been on salary my whole life and, you know, never had to worry about having a job. And now it's like, wow, this is new territory. So one day, my wife, Diane, came into my office, and we had a map up on the wall. It's just an ancient, like 15th century map. It's just something decorative that you would put on an office wall. And she came in and she said, Tim, did you realize that Terra Nova is on your map? And Mm -hmm. I said, no. So she said, well, come over here and look. And so she showed me the places on this 15th century map where they wrote Terra Nova. And we were reading through some Max Licato books at the time. And Max told this story about ancient map makers when they came to territory that had not been discovered yet. They would write Terra Nova, there be dragons. Because it's scary. It's new. And, you know, nobody's been there. And it's just kind of scary territory. But he said that Christian map makers at the same time would write Terra Nova, there be God. And it just kind of changes the whole thing. And I realized that what God was calling me into this new territory, he's already there. (laughs) And so he's inviting me into it and he's already there. So every day that new adventure begins and it's basically the adventure. Will you trust me now? And I've been on that adventure nearly my whole life, but these last 12 years for sure. Well, I love that story and your adventure continues, my friend. Mm -hmm, It does. (laughs) So uh, Tim, as a lifelong learner, what are you learning right now? I would say I'm learning to trust God every step for just enough, just in time. Mm -hmm. And that's been a challenging learning for me. You know, I was a pastor most of my life, and you would think that I had learned how to trust God by now. And, And yet I feel like the journey that he has invited me into and my wife is a daily journey of answering his question, will you trust me now? And so I am learning. I feel like just putting one foot in front of the other, taking one step. And like a lot of leaders and company owners, I would like to know what's in the future. I would like to know what's around the bend. And what God is showing me is that he's my shepherd. I am not my shepherd. And he wants to lead and guide me and he'll do that. And he's faithful to do that. And I have to wait for him to show me what's around the next corner and realizing that he's going to give me enough water to drink and enough food to eat. And he's going to be a good shepherd. I just need to step into that every day. And for me, that's the adventure every day is that adventure of trust. It's a great Thing to continue to learn, right? Because we never yeah. arrive at trust. That can always expand. I'm always thinking about that song, Lead Me Where My Trust Is Without Borders. Help me walk yeah. the waters. And I love that. So thank you so much for sharing. Now, Tim, when you think of leadership today, what most concerns you or what are you most hopeful about? 
It's really connected to what I just said. I think what concerns me now is the lack of trust in our leaders, in organizations, in our country. And I, in fact, this conversation that I had with a friend last night, I haven't seen him for 10 years. And, you know, this company that he's in is global. It's got, you know, 10,000 people in it. And he was telling me about kind of what's happening at the top of the organization with the CEO and the president. And he said, things are really a mess because the employees no longer trust the CEO. And so many of them are leaving. (laughs) And so I'm just thinking, well, yeah, that's how it works. Trust is that important, right? And so I look around in our culture today and society and what's happening politically, and I don't want to get into that, but it's, I think I'm really concerned about this loss of trust between leaders and the people. Right. So let me ask you a question. That lack of trust in leadership, isn't it the onus of the leader to build that foundation? Yeah, absolutely. And I know you talk a lot about trust in your podcasts, and it's absolutely essential. And it takes a long time to build trust, but it takes about one minute to lose it. (laughs) And then it's hard to rebuild that trust. So yeah, I think leaders are all about building trust. And I think what we're doing in terms of coming into organizations and equipping leaders, they're really coaching skills. I can't think of any other approach with a person that builds trust faster than coaching. And I know you're a coach and you understand coaching. So I think that's what leaders need. They need a different way to approach conversations so that the other person feels heard feels valued, feels like they belong, feels like their opinions mean something. And that's what builds trust. That's where coaching is so valuable too, because we don't come fully equipped. (laughs) I believe we were divinely made to really rely on each other and to connect with each other and get help from our inner circle. And so having a coach like yourself, I do coaching as well, is so valuable because these are the times when we can tap into those resources in that inner circle to help us to develop and see things that we don't see about ourselves, right? Yeah, it's that change of perspective, as you know, as a coach, when the person has that change of perspective and begins to look at their situation differently, that's when they start connecting the dots. And that's when they kind of come up with their own action plan. So absolutely, that's essential. All right. So what are you most hopeful about when you think of leadership? I think the thing that's given me the most hope right now is just to realize that God is still in control, that none of this has taken him by surprise. He asks us, tells us to pray for our leaders, which I've been doing every day. But as concerned as I might get about what's happening in our culture, it's not keeping him up at night, you know? And he's, uh, he knows what's going on. Got this. He's got got a, yeah, he's got a plan. So it's like, well, okay, then I'm just going to trust you for the opportunities. Cause I think that's what's happening, Lily. I'm not sure what you're seeing on your end of things, but I just think we're seeing more and more opportunities to meet with people because people are scared and it's like coming alongside a person and helping them to understand where they are and who they need to trust. That's a great opportunity that's happening right now. And let's park on trust here for a minute because trust is something that as a leader, when we embody that, when we choose trust, then 
the stress lowers, the joy increases. I mean, there's so many things that happen when we decide and we choose trust and we choose to create that foundation of trust as well. It impacts the whole organization. So trust is really important. I call it one of the foundations, one of the pillars of effective leadership. Yeah, absolutely. And when we go into a company and organization, we actually start at the top of the organization. So we start with CEOs and presidents and owners because we realize that that's where the trust starts, right? And so if we can help those leaders embrace this different way to have conversations and build relationships, then that trust is more likely to trickle down through the company because it doesn't trickle up. (laughs) So yeah, trust is, like you said, absolutely essential. Well, Tim, it's such important work. Now, Tim, you have an option here. You can take a question from a former guest or you can share a challenge or struggle that you learned from. I think I'll take a question from a former guest. Let's Uh, just live on the edge. (laughs) You know, it's like Jeopardy. Let's make this a true daily double. All right. Okay, so Brian Clayton wants to know, he was thinking about some early indications for necessary endings, right? So his question is, when have you reached that point of necessary endings with an employee, right? Like, when is it better to get someone new versus investing more into someone? Wow, what a great question. I don't know if this would be necessarily from my experience with my employee. I think it's more looking at the leaders that we've worked with who are walking through that kind of situation. Here's one of the things that I think a lot of managers learn along the way before they can come to that necessary ending is that they need to learn how to have good conversations and build good relationships with their employees. So I think a lot of those things that we might have initially thought were necessary endings (laughs) may not be if we're busy building relationships and helping that person on a daily basis grow and giving them positive and corrective feedback along the way, not waiting till the end. But yeah, I think, you know, just asking a person, where would you like to be right now? Because some things have been happening that from my vantage point, it kind of looks like you've kind of lost your joy and your energy and like, you don't, want to be here anymore. So where would you like to be? And how could I help you do that? So that I think a necessary ending for an employee and, you know, for the manager could actually be the start of a new beginning. It's like, you know, not only do we cut things off and fire people, but what if we actually walked with them through that process and said, what do you need to get into this next level? So maybe this part is ending for you right now, but what's the new part that's starting and how can I support you in that? You know, I love that response. It's such an empathetic and kind way to transition someone. That thread of kindness, the thread of caring for people and adding value to people can go on through towards even ending that relationship. So I love it. Now, Tim, as a listener of this podcast, what's a question that you would like a future leadership guest to respond to? Like, what are you curious about? 
I would be curious as to what they think their growing edge is right now in leadership. In other words, where does God seem to be working on them the most? And that's what I call their growing edge. I'm always curious to know that with the leaders that I meet. I'd love to know that from you. My growing edge is always trust. You know, I really meditate on that every Mm. day because as that grows, it expands. And that's why I'm drawn to that. The adventure begins. You and I Mm. have kindred spirits, my friend. Good. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So, Tim, is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners? Right now, I'm just really intrigued and excited about what God has been doing in my life and my companies. My co-founder and I started out designing a coaching training that we could take into organizations to teach people how to coach. You know, that was 12 years ago. Since then, God has brought us into uh, colleges and universities, and we've developed a program called the Empowerment Success Coach. So we train success coaches for colleges because they're really concerned that their incoming freshmen actually come back for their sophomore year. So, you know, they want that freshman to succeed. That's really exciting to me. You know, the conversational management just keeps growing because I think company leaders are getting to the point where they see that they have to change their culture and they're not really sure how to do that. And a lot of baby boomers my age weren't taught this way to lead. You know, they were taught top-down command and control and just tell people what to do. And that's not going to work into the future. I'm also excited about what God's doing uh, in terms of taking coaching to the church. We wrote a book 11 years ago called Coaching-Based Ministry. It's on Amazon. But my heart and passion for the last 12 years has really been to get coaching into the life of the church, Mm -hmm. because that's where I spent most of my career and ministry. And I've come across a lot of leaders that I think would have more effective ministries if they learned how to coach and how to help people change without telling them what to do. That's that's how I define coaching. So I think the fact that God is taking into corporations, colleges, churches, he's just kind of spreading us out because I think that this approach of training leaders how to use this coach approach can work in any organization and it can work with anyone anywhere anytime about anything and i I just think it's a really effective way to help people change well great tim and if you want to connect with tim go to culture-impact.com to get more information tim i want to thank you so much for adding value to me and to our listeners it's been great Thank you, Lily. It's been a pleasure to be with you and blessings on your day. In closing, here's a quick message. Coaching is the art of influence that underpins leadership in the 21st century. It is the very thing that can get you from being stuck to being extraordinary. So go to masterleadership.org and sign up to get a free coaching session. Until next time, continue to ignite that leader in you.